This is JFM Podcast. Lovely morning to you, then. Thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. Welcome to another episode of Voices of Peace brought to you by International Alert Nigeria in partnership with Clean Foundation and funding support from Open Society Foundation, OSF. And also don't forget that International Alert Nigeria is motivated by the belief that peace is within our power. And today on the show, we will be discussing and addressing grievances and community concerns. Welcome. My name is Abigail Seaman, and I'm not alone. I'm joined by Amika Amisi. Amika, good morning to you. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning to you, our dear listener. It's a beautiful morning. It's Thursday, and like Abigail said, um, addressing grievances and community concerns. It's an important topic in a country like ours where there is a lot of polarity in our polity, where there is a lot of divergence in our thought process, in our religion, in our ethnic beliefs. There is need for us as a people to understand how to speak when the other person is aggrieved by what we say or do. There's a need for us to be more inclusive. Every time we talk about peace and war, one of the things we often do not talk about enough is the need for inclusiveness. Some would say tolerance. Mm -hmm. I think the word tolerance is not the right word to use. I think tolerance connotes that I hate you, but I will just deal with it anyways. But if you push me to the wall, I I would react. react. That's what tolerance means. Mm. Tolerance is not I accept you for who you are. I don't understand everything, but I accept you. Tolerance is I don't like you. But I'm just quiet for now. Mm-hmm. I just did look you. The day you would step on my toes. Small thing I could just change them for you. Mm-hmm. And, and and so I think the word tolerance maybe is not the right word to use. I think it's love. I think it's inclusiveness. I think it's understanding. And if all of these are not in place, not just in terms of saying it, not just you know creating you know organizations or government parastats house, you know, for peace building, those things are important. But there needs to be an ingrained idea that we cannot deal with our issues without us first being open and accepting of people's opinions that are opposite of ours Mm -hmm. and also accepting that we love these people first because they are humans and not because of the other things they believe. In dealing with grievances and addressing issues like this, the openness to accept all of these divergent opinions, thoughts and beliefs needs to be there. And I also believe that grievances and concerns like that among communities can actually arise from a variety of factors. There are a lot of things that can can, that can stir it up, and some of them has to be like, especially when it comes to grievances and community concerns among um, civil and um, yes, people of the community and security institutions. You find that that some of the factors that spring up has to be the use of force, extrajudicial killings when um, they would air out their concerns, and the security agencies wouldn't take it up 
are serious or you see where there's miscommunication, all of these things are grievances that communities face, especially when it has to do with when it comes to peace building and all of that and with security agencies. You hear people say we we, we blur out our concerns, we blow out that oh this is happening in our community and there's a kind of a lackadaisical attitude coming from the other end. Even if they show up, they show up like one or two hours after the deed has been done and you, you find that, that the people start to have mistrust True. for these people. You see that they, they, know, they now take matters into their own hands because they say, why would I wait for security um, personnel when they would take their time? True. I'd rather just go ahead and do this by myself and this kind of things sp- build up violence from people because you now have a situation where I really cannot even trust the man in the uniform anymore. Mm. What, what, what is the guarantee that he's not part of them? What is the guarantee that he's also not here trying to do his own biddings too? And where you have that extrajudicial killings, where you can find out that... There was a report right here um, on the plant where someone was killed by by military personnel. Yes. So things like that, you, you, there are grievances, there are concerns among communities. How then can we trust our security institutions? How then do you want us to put our lives in their hands when they are doing things that are of concern to us? So some of these things that we see, they really, they don't foster peace building when you have these concerns and when the people say, these concerns, you just be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. and you sweep it under the carpet. Yeah, I, I, I also think that in dealing in grievances, especially when it comes to community grievances, it's one of the things that um, I think that we often do not pay attention to enough. Not because we don't, in in a sense that we don't know mm. them, is that as a people, we often don't talk about them enough because sometimes they're not in grand scale. Yes, but if you look at the ripple effect and the you know the values or quote unquote value chain of, of war. It doesn't start. It doesn't always start from the top. Usually, what bubbles at the top and trickles down to to what happens in local governments is that there was something happening there before, and so whatever happens at the top does trigger what already works. Was, so yeah. a lot of times, their unspoken, um, you know, angers against people, their unspoken, you know, hates towards one person or the other, towards one community or the other, and even though there are times when those things are not openly expressed, maybe in words or in action in terms of fighting, mm. because those things are there and. The people in charge have not been able to deal with them as they should. When there is a bubble from the top, something happens somewhere in a different part of the world. You mm. see the ripple effect somewhere else. It is not because of that thing that happened. It is because that thing was a trigger. So the first thing I think um, in, in dealing with grievances is first, we need to put the both issues, if there are both issues or multiple issues on the table, yeah. with an honesty not to be biased as much as we'll try not to be, not to be biased in dealing with it. Mm. Of times in, in in solving community problems, there needs to be, like I said before, an openness in accepting different people, but also an openness to listening to people's grievances. Mm. And there, it, it, in the idea where one person's one person feel like their grievance is less important than, than the other, other, it makes no sense for them to come speak to you. Mm. The same, like you said, if I go to the police officer and because I don't have money to pay for their fuel, they're not going to respond to me. I don't feel I don't feel the need to go to them anymore. I if would there's just something. So yeah, so so in in dealing with this first, we need to treat those issues being labelled on the table. Yeah. We need to bring a table. I don't I don't think we have brought a table that is honest. Every time we say let us solve issues, let us deal with grievances. Sometimes even not the ones that have been um that have been escalated, and we can see there are times we know community leaders know when they are brewing um, um issues between people. Mm-hmm. They know 
this community and this community don't like each other. They have been words flying around. When those things happen, it's easier to nick them in the board. So peradventure, uh, they were not nicked in the board. What do you do when these things have happened? Bring a table, an honest table first. Present the matters with honesty, not with a bias. I know we all have or you know unspoken biases. Some of them we know them. However, we need to try as best as we can to quiet our biases when these issues are brought to the table. The issue should be heard with an openness to say, you know what, I'm not going to judge who is right and who is wrong. I'm just going to listen to everybody air what out what they feel. And when they air out what they feel, whoever is the mediator, and I also think that in, in dealing with community issues, mm. we, we again, I'm not, I'm not trying to disparage and say, you know, community leaders are bad, but there are certain issues that need professional mediators to be there. Not because the community leaders, whoever um, elders they have entrusted in the past to deal with those issues are incapable, but because there are some issues that go beyond what a, an elder might understand. Mm. The elder should be there, of course, to understand the historical perspective of where this thing is coming from, yes. but a need for a professional. It might not be a trained, as it were, but somebody who understands how to speak exactly. the language of both parties mm. so that they know their voices have been listened to should also be at the table. And when these people have spoken, and when you're addressing the issues, your biases should not be so evident. I have learned that a lot of times when, when people judge issues, mm. there seem to be unspoken biases. I'm not going to, again, I don't want to throw shades at judiciary. So, for example, the recent judgments in the Supreme Court, you know, with the presidential candidate, yeah. um, there was, there was, um, there seemed to be a kind of um, unspoken bias from the way the judges spoke. Now, some people might say they didn't have, but the average Nigerian could hear something behind those voices. Exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't really speaking. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, I almost used the Gen Z word. It wasn't giving. Because when you were talking, right, and you mentioned the table, and one of the things that, uh, as you were speaking, I came to mind was yes you 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 listen to all of these people and one of the strategies or yeah strategies for effective to be able to curb all these um, grievances is that when people speak conduct thorough investigations you know one thing i found out is that yeah we'll look into the matter we've had this line we'll set up a committee to yeah. look into it and you set up a 10-man committee a seven-man committee yeah, and works. we don't see anything visible you have people coming with with serious concerns and telling you i feel the uh, this attack is genocidal for example i think i think this is just particular to a certain tribe or a certain set of people it is in your place that when you sit on that table you conduct thorough investigation that would that would that would be effective when it comes to addressing grievances and concerns that we are, we are going to do this and we see to the latter. And we're also going to make sure that the perpetrators are accountable. They are brought mm, to book because true. most of the time we see some of these things happen. Yes, they'll tell you we um, we caught the people who have done these things. Give it in the next two to three days. Where are they? We don't know. We happens. don't know where they are. They are not not in the stock. You don't. You, you can't. We can't. We can't say what, what have you done to them. What are, what are the laid down punishments that you have given to such perpetrators? So you get people saying, "What is even the use of me talking?" True. Why should that? Why should I even complain when hires they will tell me we we'll set up a committee after setting up the committee they will. It's almost like they go and catch someone that is just random, somebody who has misbehaved. Somewhere and they're not happy about like, it. You know what? You know. Let's, you know. Let's, 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 let's,
just rob this guy. Let's just rob him. It's crazy. It's funny. It's also funny because, mm. uh, like you also mentioned, the people who are supposed to be the ones trained for these things, um, you know, the security operators, even though I don't think they are the best people to handle community co- um, issues. And like, like, like you mentioned, um, the, the, the investigation part should be taken thoroughly. Yes. But I also think that the reason why those investigations are not taken as thoroughly as they should be is because there are there's certain biases already. Mm. And, and the problem with Nigeria, it's not, it's not a Nigerian problem, but Nigeria seems to has, has, has endemic, is that we have too many political underpinnings to everything. Mm. The tiniest of things that you would expect that... political it's always a I'm like, sometimes it's not that it's not that politically deep. You don't have to have some political sense. It's, it's, it's the people we're talking about. We're not talking about um, political parties. Uh-huh. You you would hear that, oh, there's an attack in the community and you would hear them say, oh, um, it is the opposition party. Um, like, this, it doesn't, it doesn't. Lives, lives have been lost. No, but no. Have been lost. It's, 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 it's all about politics. And, and I think that that's where we need to remove ourselves. Okay, politics would always be a part of our lives. No. However, whoever is going to be in charge or the people that will be in charge of that should be apolitical in those issues. They also need to, um, con- um, I'm looking for the right word now. They should communicate their findings to the people involved. Mm. Um, if, if, we, if we say, for example, we're setting up a committee to um, understand what happened between communities. A and community B. Yes. We've heard the applies, we've heard your concerns, we've heard who was at fault. Oh, now B first fights me, mm-hmm. now C first fights me, and we've done our investigations. When we bring A, B, and C together back on the table, we need to tell them all oh, these are the things we found out. Because, of course, everybody always feels they are the victims most yeah. times, right? However, if you are honest as a mediator, exactly, and say, hey, yeah, I, was I, found out. I found this, 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 I found this, 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 this. And establish a clear and transparent mechanism for exactly. so the one that do not start saying, Are you sure? Are you, you once you, once you make people start to doubt you, there's mistrust. Very true. You 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 don't you wouldn't see if, when you're talking, you know how this, that thing they say bombastic side eye. Yeah. You're talking and they're looking at you and in distrust and, uh, mm, I hear you, I hear you so I, th- I think one of the ways to be able to address grievances or con- con- um, community concerns would actually be, est- be establishing a clear and transparent mechanism for 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 all of these things for investigation story for, for and as you mentioned you mentioned about the whole being biased come transparently don't don't make the people think you're taking one side you're leaning towards one side you you make them uncomfortable but sometimes people don't know they are biased though you know, Actually, you know, you know yeah. that, that unconscious bias where we think we are open but we don't know that's why like i said before there, there needs to be a professional there who who can say um this community leader these elder his responses show unconscious bias. Or you bring some a neutral person. A neutral person that is trained. That is, that is trained. Yes, that is because trained. A very neutral person. For example, now her neutral self, you said on your son's side. Your judgment. So you get someone that is trained that, that knows how to see through different noises and know, okay, this is what is, this is what is. And, and lastly, for me, I also think that in dealing with community grievances, um, and of all the process I mentioned, there also needs to be a documentation of the processes. Yeah. Nigeria, Nigeria is terrible, such that we don't have documentation. Now, documentation makes it easier for whoever is going to come next to know what to do, what processes to follow. And what had happened. What had happened before. So, oh, um, in 1951, for example, Community A and Community B had this this issue. After we did the investigation, we discovered that this is what Community A had done before. This is what Community B had responded with. That's why we came here. This was the solution. You arrived at this conclusion. Yeah, conclusion. This mm-hmm. was my conclusion. So whoever 
whoever is going to come years later, decades later, would go back to those documents and say, oh, these were the things done. These are the historical um, um, facts, you know, haven't been documented. Let's say this. Because um, there are... In, in terms of community um, um, grievances and issues that involve community, a lot of times they are very historical. Yeah. A lot of times it is not just one thing that happened. Oh, somebody went to uh, my farm and he harvested more yam than he's supposed to. Most times it is not just that yam. There is a whole lot more undertone, historical undertones as to why you are so angered by that action that happened. So if there are documentations on the processes of solving these issues, the next person who will come there or the next people who will be in charge of solving whatever clash that will happen in the future would know where this issue started from, how it was solved, and how to go for that. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a thing that Nigeria would have to be to take a lot more seriously. Yeah. Yes, we have the traditional what are the legal means of solving issues. We have the courts of law, the courts of in different courts of laws. But I also think that the community court, if I want to use that word, should also maybe not entrench in the law because these days our law is standing on shaky ground. So if I go sit down for the law, Maybe put it in a different... I'm looking for the right word. Something that, that, that makes it binding by law, mm. but also does not, you know, um, does not fall to the whims and caprices of Nigeria's very fickle constitution. I'm sorry to use that word, but um, these days our constitution just shows that um, anything can happen. If you don't verse, if you don't change that, it's not going to happen. If they verse, you can't and do um, as they they accused our president of certificate forgery. You could be at home and you know change and the constitution. And you just feel like, for example, let me just. I just want to just me, to example. <laughs> for example, I would like to have a bird here <laughs> and then a flower on the other side. Yeah. The pages should, like, you know, should be pink. Yeah, I like it pink. Yeah. So remember when 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 the ways and means was created mm. by law. By the president, former president Lucia Gobasanjo. Yeah. There's a certain, there's a certain, um, there's certain um, things that should be done. It's supposed to be A, B, C should be met. Conditions should be met before you can collect A, B, C. Mm. Somebody just comes saying, I don't care. I don't care. We relegated the law in two ways. Is it that we relegated to the back and we relegated to the front? And when the most times when you see people relegating the law to the front is when they wanted to suit. Yes, of course. And I'm going to I'm going to rant it. Now, politicians do that a lot. Yes. Section, section five. should I look at? You would hear them. You would hear them quoting it because yes. they want to favor them. Favor them. But when it says that, oh, they have gone gone out of out of line. Yeah, they yeah. relegated to forget, the back. They forget. They like, it's, it's not about it. You hear, it's you hear temper justice is messy. You hear some stuff like but, that. Well, like, like I said, we need to document these things. Uh, we need to also have a way to entrench it in some form of legal binding document that ensures that. Um, decisions made, or, or rather, um, that the processes done are documented, so people know what to do forward. And, and I think generally for communities, whether they're community leaders, councillors, or politicians, even though these days Nigerian politicians leaves a lot to be said in terms of trusting them to do the right things, mm. but community leaders in themselves, without being so so political in their view, should be able to look at issues critically, holistically, take them without biases, look for solutions that that benefits both parties as best as you can. Mm-hmm. Without one person feeling too aggrieved, of course, one person will feel like they were, they've been cheated. It's normal. Yeah. But ensure that you're able to deal with it and make sure that the process of healing is continuous. You don't solve a problem and you don't, and make, you don't make it goes away like and that. You don't, yeah, exactly. I was saying the time frame. You don't think when it comes to when it comes to things like this violence and all of that, you don't, healing takes a longer it time. It takes a longer time. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it. I love it should be fine. Just, you know, be fine. 
Well, no, it's let's move on to the ground. Yeah, let's so move on. You, you should, as you you were saying, bring someone who is a professional. Okay, have an open communication with these people. Take them through what in their human rights are, the processes of healing. Let it be a gradual thing. Slowly inculcate it into them and imbibe into them. Because if you are looking for when it comes to violence, quick fix sometimes. Quick fix never works. Never works. You have to just get people more hurt than they were before. Sure. More broken than they were before. So it, everything is, is gradual that you take it, take, take them through that process of, okay, this is step one, step two, step three, and this is how we can address our grievances. This is how we can bring in our community concerns. Most especially, just allow open communication. Allow the people to express themselves in words. Allow them, because I, one thing I found out about, about healing processes is that when people express themselves, give them the room to express themselves, they slowly get things out of their chest, things that they've been holding inside. And then you, you, you see that this is, this is achievable. Yeah, so be a part of the conversation, 0905566699 or 0821287777. I'll take it again, 0905566699 or 0821287777. And we're asking you on the show, what strategies do you believe are most, most effective in addressing grievances and community concerns? www.facebook.com Facebook.com forward slash Jeff and Joss and off Twitter at Jeff and Joss. And don't forget to follow us on all our other social media platforms on Instagram is at JFM Joss and on YouTube at JTV Joss. I think we'll just head on to, okay, we'll take this call first of all before we do that. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Morning. Please, can you turn down the volume of your radio set or move away from it, please? Hello. 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 Please turn turn down the volume of your radio set or move away from it, please, so we can hear okay, you. I've done I've done that now. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where you calling yes. us from? My name is Zachary. I'm calling from Agbarogo. All right, Zachary, go ahead. Yes, the problem that we are facing with our community now, most of our stakeholders they are not being fear in the community. Mm. They are taking side. They are taking side. This one will say that this one is from my family, so he will try to injustice mm. whatever addressing grievances in the community. Yeah. We have experienced most of our stakeholders again because of their hatred in the poly- in the community. Mm. Yeah, with, with their own uh, opponent, they will try to they will, they will try to. They are being biased. In mm. the children, even the, in the, the children, they'll be empty. They'll be doing segregation mm. in the time of. All right, Zachary, do us call back. Um, he, he made very, very vital point that the major stakeholders in communities take sides and they segregate and say, oh, yeah. maybe the person who has perpetrated such crime is probably my brother or relative and I'll try to shield and that doesn't help. Doesn't help at all. It, doesn't it, makes, really. it, makes, it makes the matter even worse. It makes it really worse. Let's take this last call. Hello, good morning. Abigail. Yes, good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? from All right, go ahead. You know, actually, in the reckless, what to do concerning those kind of issues is that um, we need to put somebody that's more neutral in yeah. the aspect of Christianity and a Muslim person. Mm. If we can be able to get a traditional, a traditional worshiper that is a professional in that aspect, let it be the one who judge the issue. Okay. Because if you allow a Christian or a Muslim, definitely there will be a bias. Mm. 
thank you. All right, then. Thank you so much for your contribution this morning. Don't forget, it is www.facebook.com forward slash Jeff and Joss. And we are asking you, what strategies do you believe are most effective in addressing grievances and community concerns? Be a part of the conversation. www.facebook.com forward slash Jeff and Joss. And off Twitter at Jeff and Joss. Head on to our other social media platform, Instagram at Jeff and Joss. YouTube at JTV Joss. The number is to call 090-556-66699. I think we can squeeze in one more call. Yes. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Abigail and Demeka. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? I'm Christopher, calling from Kubarut. All right, Christopher, because of our time, 30 seconds, please. Okay. The issue there, the community and the way out. Just look at what's happening in Gaza. The government know who they want and how they want it. Whether you are dying or not dying, whether you are kidnapping or not kidnapping, get the, get the folks down. That's exactly where we should look at. And that is what government should do in our, in our country. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your contribution. I would go on our social media platform for your comments this morning. On Facebook, Phil Cooker Factors Go One says the only strategy that is effective in addressing grievances is through dialogue. Protest only comes when you cry and nobody's listening. David Mark Sambo says one of the best ways to take care of grievances in our communities is justice, fairness, and inclusiveness among warring factions. Another factor is inculcating a culture of tolerance in our communities and deliberate efforts to want to live in peace among communals. It is very pros- prosecuting. It is very key prosecuting the perpetrators of these crimes in the communities. Henry C. Mwakwa says, I think peaceful protests and strikes, but nowadays it is no, it no longer seems to be effective as it were. The NLC has called for the ongoing strike. The question now is, what is the way forward to salvage the uncertainty revenge the, the country? Happy, cold, and windy day, he adds. It's definitely a happy, cold, and windy day, but we definitely have to wrap up the show right here on J101.9 FM, but we want to say thank you so much for listening and being a part of the conversation. Don't forget that this show is proudly brought to you by International Alert Nigeria in partnership with Clean Foundation and funding support from Open Society Foundation. And also International Alert Nigeria is motivated by the belief that peace is within our power. Do make sure you have a lovely day. The news comes up by 10 o'clock. Stay safe. And for Mimi Kalmisi. Stay out of trouble, spread love and seek the truth. Good morning. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.